all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to say happy Tuesday to you guys out there. Hey, the week is just getting started, but I hope it's getting started off in a great and productive way for you guys out there. Guess what? You guys are in store for a special treat because tonight we don't only have just one guest. We got two special guests joining us this evening, you guys. I'm excited, you guys. We got the authors of a single perspective, um, a woman's journey to wholeness. Um, authors Tanya E. Withers and Angela D. Valentine are going to be joining us this evening, you guys. And so we're going to get into it. We're going to get into that great substance of conversation on, you know, going through the process of being single, going through the process of being married, uh, learning to love you in the between times of those relationships. So we're going to get into all of that tonight, you guys. So at any moment uh, you have a question or a comment for these ladies, all you have to do is press 1 if you're already on the line. Or if you're out there listening, you can call in at number 347-326-9139. Or you can go and download our mobile app. Uh, that's YRN1328, available on iPhone and Android. Um, and it's a free download, so you guys know we love free stuff. So go ahead and download it so you can listen not only to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, but all of the awesome uh, shows that we offer here on the platform this evening, you guys. So what we're going to do is, you guys, we're going to pay a few bills first, but then we're going to bring our special guest in here so we can get uh, this great conversation started tonight as well. And I do want to encourage you guys to make sure you share the show. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So if, you, if you're social media savvy, get the word out there. Let everybody know that these awesome ladies are over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show tonight, you guys. So we're going to come right back uh, with our special guests and more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2. And Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. 
And welcome back, everyone, to the beautiful Butterfly Show. And as promised, uh, we got our special guest on the line this evening, you guys. We got Tanya with us and Angela Valentine, you guys. And we're going to be talking about their book entitled A Single Perspective, A Woman's Journey to Wholeness. Uh, So I'm going to bring these awesome ladies in here, and uh, we're going to get them to uh, share you guys about themselves and all that great stuff, and then we're going to get into this awesome book. So, uh, Tanya, you there? Yes, ma'am. Welcome to the Butterfly Show. Thank you for having me. Greatly appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. And Miss Angela, you there? I'm here. (laughs) Welcome to to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Thank you. Glad to be here. This is great. Absolutely, absolutely. I've been looking forward to it, which a lot of people have. A lot of people definitely have been inboxing and emailing us, and we can't wait to hear this conversation. Um, so I want to start first with Tanya. Um, Tanya, tell the folks out there a little bit about yourself. Who is Tanya Withers? Well, since I won't take up the entire hour and a half with that, um, <laughs> um, basically, I'm, you know, I'm just a child of the king. I'm basically, you know, yeah. a single woman um, mm-hmm. in my 40s. I'm not ashamed to say it because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm happy to mm-hmm. even be in this club. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> okay. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, but I currently now live in New Haven, Connecticut. And um, and basically, uh, I'm just glad for the opportunity to have this opportunity to have with my co-author, who, right. by the way, came up with this idea for this book. I'm just gonna let her say. Right. But um, <laughs> but other than <laughs> but other than that, um, I'm actually living life, and this book was actually a journey for me personally as a single woman who has never been married nor has had children. So to right. actually write coming from a personal experience, it was definitely therapeutic at best. For mm-hmm. Me. So mm-hmm. I'm just grateful for the opportunity and and that I'm finally now in a place called there. So yeah. and I'm also Absolutely. the founder I'm also the founder of the SIM Factor, S-I-M's, which stands for Singles in Ministry. And basically it's a ministry for singles who either doesn't have a singles ministry in their churches mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. is looking for an alternative to what are the proper steps to teach singles how to be made whole, how to be kept how to maintain their singlehood and be made whole until it's time for marriage. So that's what the SIM Factor is all about. Wonderful, wonderful. And, of course, uh, Miss Angela Valentine, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here again tonight. Well, I'm just uh, simple. <laughs> a simple little southern <laughs> girl is how I uh, like to describe myself. I was born and i uh, raised in a little town called Springfield, Tennessee. So if any of my family or friends are listening from Springfield, I'm giving you a shout-out. 
For those of you that may not know exactly where Springfield is, if you go to Nashville and you drive straight up like you're going to Kentucky, you're going to pass through mm-hmm. or somewhere very close to Springfield on your way to Kentucky. So oh, okay. um, sometimes when I'm talking to big city folks, I say, I'm from Nashville, right? <laughs> it's just a stone throw, as we say. Um, but uh, I'm just appreciative of being a Southern girl and the things, mm-hmm. the values that my grandmother that raised me, that put in me, and just the wisdom of um, all the wonderful uh, natural women in my life and the godly women as well. So um, and besides that, I'm the married side of the equation. <laughs> so I have a very wonderful husband. He's a preacher. Uh, so going through all the, the trials and tribulations of that as well. And uh, we have mm-hmm. a son. He's seven years old. He's the love of our life. Uh, the Lord blessed okay. me with him after 40-something, and I'll just leave it at that. Oh, so right. I put that out there <laughs> to say to the singles that are still holding on and looking to the Lord, it, there's always hope. So I always tell some of my single friends that, they're saying, oh, my clock is ticking, or, you know, you think I'm too old. No, no, yeah. no. God can do anything. Read your Bible. Read about Elizabeth. Read about Sarah, you know. So right, I, right. I am a living testimony of that as well. So, And the book, as Tanja mentioned, I have a, a very anointed, gifted co-author um, <laughs> that, that we conspired together and came up with this book because just of the rich conversations that we began to have, with one another, and we may get into that a little bit. But I also want to say that I'm the yeah. founder of the Virtuous Business Women's Network, which is an international network of, of Christian business women. We get together often, and this is really where this project was born, through discussions with godly women uh, of all ages and just beginning to share our hearts with one another. And I think there's so much mm-hmm. wisdom to be gleaned from one another when we just open up and just start having conversations. So this book Absolutely. is just a, it's really, it's not a, um, everyone's situation is different, and we all come from different backgrounds and religions and teachings and perspectives and beliefs, but at the end of the day, if it can just be a conversation starter, maybe we can mm-hmm, get some mm-hmm. insight and make a little bit different, you know, decisions with more informed knowledge. So, Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, as you can see, these, these ladies are on the move, and uh, they are doing phenomenal things. I, I definitely love to hear that. And, of course, um, Angela, Tanya, was, of course, was saying that uh, this was your idea, the idea for you two guys to come together and to create this phenomenal book. Tell us, how did the, the, the thought process or the, um, you know, for this book actually come to you? Well, uh, if I'll back up to the very beginning, um, mm-hmm. Tanja called. She's a part of this beautiful network um, called v, we call it VBN for short, but the Virtuous Businesswoman's um, Network. But mm-hmm. when she came to the group after a few calls, um, she called me on the phone and she said, "You know, we have these wonderful conversations with." these beautiful women in the group, but sometimes I feel a little left out because I feel like we get on the call and we talk about uh, our husbands and our children and our home and different things mm. like that. It seems like um, sometimes I'm kinda, I feel out of place. I said, oh, my God, I didn't even think about that. Um, so I right. said, let's do this. Let's set up a forum, and we call it Single Sisters Saturday, where okay. we can um, invite the single women in the group to have the mm-hmm. floor. 
and bring the questions to the table. And it's not just singles speaking to singles, but it's singles mm-hmm. putting the issues out there, and we all, from our perspective, whether married, single, divorced, waiting, whatever we are, we can put our input in it and have a rounded conversation on that particular topic. One thing that I think right. is very valuable is for someone, say like Tanja has never been married, when she says, oh, mm-hmm. I want a husband and I want this, and, I'm, and I begin to question her, well, why do you want that? Or what, what, do you, what is your perception of marriage? And then I'll follow up with, did you ever think about this? How about mm-hmm. when this happened? You know, and she said, oh, you know what, right. I never thought about that. And I said, Tanja, these these uh, discussions that we're having on this phone, how many more women would would get value out of hearing those thoughts expressed? So I said, right. why not write a book together? <laughs> so <laughs> it really was just burst out of that, and I believe it was divine inspiration because our heart behind the book, and if you've read it or if you're going to read it, you'll, you'll really hear some passionate things and you'll, you'll really hear some um, authentic things that you may not hear in other places and other circles. It's just putting it out there and, and being real and just you're having a conversation, a roundtable conversation with your girlfriend or your grandma or whoever. You just wonder things about and you would just, ah. <laughs> to ask about so that's what it's all about and that's how the book came about and then she was crazy enough to say okay let's write it (laughs) I said if you're serious if you start the first chapter I'll follow up with a response so it's kind of that back and forth with the book which makes it unique as well she'll put something out there from her single mindset and I'll say, right. okay, I'll either speak to the married point of view or I'll speak as a married woman to the single. So it just goes back right. and forth. It has a lot of different Absolutely. flavors and layers. So it, it's been a fun Absolutely. project. One of the things that I loved about it is because for me personally, it was kind of like reading a journal or a journal between uh-huh. um, two women, you know, sharing different aspects of their life, of, of what they experienced and so forth. And so, uh, Tanja, for you um, as a single woman, and I, and I, I heard um, Angela mention that oftentimes, when there's that dialogue, people forget about the single woman, you know, in those dialogues when it comes to relationships and how you feel and so forth. And so for you, how important was it for you to make sure that you share this perspective? Because I don't think a lot of people oftentimes uh, even, you know, consider the perspective of that of a single woman. Well, I always lived the philosophy of being an open mm-hmm. book. Like what you see is what you get when it comes to me. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. definitely make no qualms about who I am, what I represent, who I stand for. So Mm -hmm. when this idea came about, um, as Angela did mention, when I first came on board with the um, Virtuous Business Women's Network, and I did feel left out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, while others would never address it, they would just keep going. But I know from prior experience that it would leave a bitter seed in me if I didn't express what I felt. Mm -hmm. So rather than let that seed marinate, I just went on ahead and say, hey, Angela, I love this call. I love VBN, but... And but the fact that she took my concern into perspective and actually decided to create Single Sister Saturday, it not only left a platform for me to, you know, be real about it because I have no qualms about being real about my my going through, 
my journey, my experiences, because I know I'm not the only one out there who's going through that. And then to come to find out that there are other single sisters that was on the group who felt the same way or felt in similar situations as I have and had the platform to express it. So by me being vocal and honest about my feelings, that that's how this open door came about. So in general, that's how I live my life. And basically Mm -hmm. um, what you see is what you get. If I don't, you know, if I don't say anything, then that's where you mm-hmm. be concerned. <laughs> that's where you should be concerned. Yes. If I'm very quiet, you should be concerned. As a matter of fact, when she's quiet, I get very nervous, and I have to call her out and say, okay, Tanja, what are you thinking? <laughs> like, what's going on? What's wrong? <laughs> right. A little too quiet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, and Angela, for you, um, coming from um, a Mary. Uh, perspective, um, and, and I believe that a lot of times when you are married, people automatically assume like, "Hey, it's perfect. You got it going on. You you've met the person you're supposed to be with. There's no issues and so forth." So, how important was it for you to be so open and transparent on like, "Look, okay, this this is what uh, this, this whole marriage thing uh, entails." Okay. Oh, there's so many different ways that I can address that question, but let me just start with the thing that comes right to the forefront of my mind, which is it's a biblical mandate for the, um, there's a scripture in Titus um, chapter two, verses three and four, where it speaks to the older women teaching the younger women how to be godly, how to um, love their husbands and how to do all these wonderful things. Um, And I think a part of that, that discussion begins before marriage right so that right. you you can walk into this wide you know with your eyes wide open um and i believe that marriage once you say i do and you quote unquote arrived as some ladies may view it that's when the work begins mm-hmm. it's not you know some place yes. that you can just kick up your heels and like you know eat your chips Absolutely. you've done you got your man and y'all just gonna watch movies and do all these whole hands <laughs> the rest of your life it's work right. And, you know, yeah. I always tell, sometimes I call my mom and I say, Mom, you didn't tell me this was a part of the equation. Why didn't you warn me? Why didn't you tell yeah. me about this aspect? And she just laughed, uh-huh, you know. So it, the thing about it is that if I had known some things before marriage or in the process of looking at being serious with someone, maybe my response or my approach to it would have been a little bit different. Right. Maybe I would have waited a little right. longer. Maybe I would have made some mm-hmm. different decisions along the way, you know, but hindsight right. is always twenty twenty, and I just really Definitely. feel, and then when you look at your, the people in your circles, your, I have a, a, a two younger sisters, and I have nieces, and I have family mm-hmm. members and friends that are always talking about this or that, and I'm always just really pouring out my heart saying, think about this, think about that, and oh, I didn't think about that so it's just so needful to know that from the married standpoint which i think makes the book so beautiful is because you can see over the fence right Right. as you're going through what you feel and kind of sort out why you're feeling or really understand what it is you're feeling about the subject before you Mm -hmm. you know have you're bent on that opinion so i think that's very important absolutely and if i may interject Yes. If I may interject for just a moment, yes. and I really sincerely appreciate Angela for that because in the midst of right. our talks, our private talks, it you know it I'm not so quick 
to operate in the inspiration mm. of desperation. It gives right. me the opportunity to to literally just wait and and yes. observe and see things from all sides, not just my side, and and not be so quick to rush, not be so quick to, you know, grab the first man that says hi, not be so um, anxious, if you will, to to want to rush to the altar without knowing what I'm getting myself into. Mm-hmm. So with conversations mm-hmm. with Angela, and that has helped me a great deal. So I know that when we came together to write this book, that I know that it would be a blessing to others to look at it from both sides of the coin. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, and what I want to do I is I want to – One more thing is oh, I can ahead. add to that because yes. she said something very absolutely. important that I think it's, it's good to put this note in there too. And not just to be satisfied with the point that you have to wait because, you know, the single right. person can easily say, well, you got a man. It's easier for you to say to wait. But to understand what the <laughs> purpose of the waiting is and what you can right. get out of the waiting, then it, it makes the waiting more purposeful and you can go through that and not just – um, I'm waiting for Mr. The Right Man to just sweep through and come along. No, there's a purpose in the waiting. And if we can understand what that is as well, then it kind of takes your uh, uh, attention off the, what did you say, Tanji, the inspiration of desperation? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, yes, I love that. Yeah, she puts those I words love together. that. Yeah, so it takes the focus <laughs> off of that, and it, it really gives you purpose in the wait, you know. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. What I want to do is I want to take a little break, but when we come back, um, I want to ask Tanja, what about the misconceptions about the single woman? Everybody has their thoughts on what the single woman looks like, how she lives her life, and all of that stuff. So we're going to talk about that, you guys, and more uh, of this awesome book, you guys. So stay tuned right here to The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Are you looking for something to read that would take you to another place in time? Well, check out T.M. Brown's five-star rated book, Struggles of the Women Folk. This is the story of Georgie. She is a young black girl growing up in the 1940s in a small rural town in Virginia. It is a time of prejudice and poverty. Life is hard for Georgie, and she dreams of better life. She experiences great loss, betrayal, and heartache. She loses friends and family, as well as the love of her life. And still, she remains strong. Tim Brown's signature writing style is captivating in this emotional and inspiring story that has a gritty dialogue. You will find it difficult to stop reading once you begin. Purchase your copy today on Amazon.com. BarnesandNoble.com or through her website www.authortmbrown.com. Again, that's www.authortmbrown.com. Please show your support for this emerging queen sister. 
And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. We are joined by the authors of A Single Perspective, A Woman's Journey to Wholeness, uh, Tanya E. Willis and Angela G. Valentine, you guys. And, uh, of course, if you're out there and if you have questions on things that you've heard thus far, feel free uh, to call in. The number is 347-326-9139. Or if you have a question or comment, uh, we'll be more than happy to have you. Just press 1 uh, to join us on the line. And so, of course, before the break, um, Tanja, I asked you about some of the misconceptions about being single. Uh, Unfortunately, some people equate being single um, as being lonely. Uh, you know that person's lonely. They, you know, they don't have anything to do with themselves. And oftentimes, that is very far from the truth from how a lot of single women and men uh, live their lives. So, what do you believe are some of the misconceptions that people have regarding to those who are single? Well, yeah, that makes a very valid point. So, besides the fact mm-hmm. that they think that we as singles are lonely, that they right. think that also that us singles are miserable. And that's mm. definitely not necessarily so. Right. Um, there are some of us who are happily single. And, mm-hmm. you know, in my case, because, you know, like I said, I am in the process of going through. Um, mm-hmm. There was a point that I was saved single but not satisfied. So mm. I was looking for those instances where it would right. help to make me satisfied so that mm-hmm. way I won't be filling those voids with other things and let God fill the void where he's supposed to. So right. besides the loneliness, besides being miserable, um, a lot of the one misconception is, especially for singles, that there, a lot of people think that we're always readily available. Mm. Not so, because (laughs) if we are focused on God and we're getting our own lives together, trying to get our own house in order, trying to get our, you know, stuff together, because, you know, some of us are in that mindset in preparation for being married. So, you know, trying to make sure our credit is straight, trying to make sure that, you know, that we own our own homes or, you know, own our own vehicles, you know, something that we can bring to the table in a marriage. So there are some of us who do think that way. So not all of us are, you know, living, you know, desperately miserable lives, you know, search in great need for a man. That's not always the case. So Mm -hmm. there are some of us who are just trying to get it together, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Be that as it may. That is one of the main misconceptions. And, you know, we hope that this book will actually just eliminate that. And even if you are that miserable person or, or mm-hmm. always looking things from a negative point of view or, or, you know, that your world revolves around wanting a husband yeah. but not looking yeah. at yourself in the process, then we, mm-hmm. I pray mm-hmm. that this book will actually open the eyes and take the necessary steps in order to go through this journey called wholeness. Because, as we stated in the book, um, two halves make a whole geometrically, but not when it comes to matters of the heart. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. in order to go into any relationship, it's not just being um, with a future mate, but we're talking about family, talking about friends, talking about your neighbors, talking about your coworkers. Any relationship 
you have right. to be made whole, you know, in order for Absolutely. any relationship to work. So Absolutely. Yeah, so that's what I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I wanted to ask you about that, that going through process, because a lot of times during the, the going through process, uh, when we're single, sometimes, you know, we're out here and, and we, we, we may have, we may want those relationships uh, or we may interact with people that we in fact have no business interacting with. So for mm-hmm. in that singlehood, how do you, maintain, you know, where you are strong uh, with your belief? Because a lot of times we all know that when we're single, uh, we meet some, what I like to call some some bugaboos uh, in Mm -hmm. that process. You know, people that come in our lives and they come to create chaos a lot of times and maybe mislead us in another direction. So how do you stay firm uh, in your values while you're single without conforming and just saying, you know what, well, because you have some, you know, people who, well, I haven't dated in two years. I haven't dated in three. You know, it's been five years since I had a date. So they just kind of throw themselves out there. How do you stay firm in your beliefs uh, when it comes to how you want things to go in your life as a single woman? Mm. Well, I guess this is the point that we do confession time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> like like, I oh. <laughs> hey, I gotta be me, right? Um, <laughs> the last time I dated was in the 20th century, okay? So, oh. as somebody whose last date was literally in 1998. Trust me when I say (laughs) it has been extremely difficult. And a lot of the times it was not by choice. So it was the, you know, it was circumstances that presented itself. But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. one of the things that I had to ask the Lord, and and it didn't even dawn on me until it was brought back to my remembrance. Mm -hmm. I asked the Lord, um, in my one of my you know daily prayers, um, Father, whatever you do, let the next man that comes into my life be my husband. Mm. I prayed that prayer in the beginning of 1998, and didn't mm. realize it. So when I kept wondering. Why this guy hasn't come? Why, you know, I'm going through all these changes, but not realizing, as Angela has said, it was the preparation in the waiting. Right. So God had to get some things out of me first and get some mm-hmm. things out of my system because, you know, I, you know, I was a horny toad. I'm just going to put it out there. Don't have no qualms. <laughs> but, but the Lord had to deal with me about that. And he yeah, had to check yeah. me. And that was the part of the process is the, right. the daily checking, the the me repenting before the Lord a lot, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and in the midst of my changes. And, all, and slowly but surely the Lord had to work some things out of me, especially patience. And that one is one of my biggest things that I definitely did not have and Dare I say, probably still in the midst of working on is patience. Yeah. 
So if people don't have patience to deal with me, then how can I honestly say that I would have the patience to deal with my future me? How would right. I have the patience to deal with my family, to deal with my friends, mm-hmm. to deal with my mm-hmm. coworkers, which that's a whole other entity. So <laughs> it's that whole patience thing and realizing that when you ask God to work some stuff out of you, oh, trust me, he will do it. And that's what kept me as long as it has. Now, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I have, I have some male friends who I hung out with and what have you as far as companionship was concerned. But to literally just keep me from going insane, I had to mm-hmm. get my face before the Lord daily and ask him to work some stuff out of me because okay. the you know, that's the, because if I'm going to go into a relationship with very little excess baggage, then I ask to go through the process, even though it's hard to go through the process, but I know that I will come out better in the end of it. Absolutely. So that's my advice for anybody that's actually going through this. If you are serious about wanting to be in a marriage or, you know, in a committed relationship or whatever, then you have to get your face before God first because this is not a thing that you can do on your own. I can honestly say that. Absolutely. 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 Uh, Great uh, point. Uh, And we do have a caller on the line here. Uh, Area code 346, uh, last digit 6239. State your name and where you're calling from. My name is Reginald, and I'm calling from Houston. How are you ladies doing this evening? We're doing great, Reginald. How are you? Doing well. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You got a question or comment for the ladies? Absolutely. I wanted to ask, this is just an overall question. Um, How imperative is it to have trust and communication to have a successful healthy relationship? Uh, Angela, you want to, <laughs> Angela, you want to start and then we'll go to Sandra. <laughs> you cannot have a successful relationship without it. End of discussion. Because you're talking <laughs> about blending two lives into mm-hmm. one. Do you even know what you're blending? I mean, if someone is not um, uh, communicating with you and it's someone that you can't trust, how are you going to be able to really be open and honest with that person and and work on your issues if there are issues or, you know, if you can't talk, if you can't trust one another? So I I really don't see a successful – you can have a relationship, but I don't see it being very progressive or or very successful at, at all without trust and without communication. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. What Absolutely. about you, uh, Tonja? Well, I believe that you're going to end up having a toxic relationship if there's no trust or, or um, no trust or um, that's what the other word was. Communication. But thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact is, <laughs> when you have when you don't talk and there is no trust and you're like grabbing that phone and see who they're talking to and or what have you, you are developing a toxic relationship. You are mm. planting a negative seed from the beginning. And there's and negative seeds and positive seeds can both grow. 
But the fact is, which one do you prefer? Because, Mm. as Angela said, there is no trust. I mean, trust and communication is key in any relationship, not just a marriage and not just a committed relationship. That goes across the board. So if you have no trust and you don't communicate and let the other person know how you feel or vice versa or give them the room to express how they feel on their end, then it's definitely not going to be a lasting relationship whatsoever. Absolutely. I mean, I've I've seen this and also experienced this firsthand. So I just wanted your perspective on it. You know, I see I've seen a lot of relationships that have become very toxic due to the fact that they have they've gotten involved in a relationship for all the wrong reasons. I've always thoroughly believed that if you get someone the wrong way, it'll never turn out the right way. So I can definitely understand, I definitely relate, and I truly appreciate all you ladies spreading such knowledge and giving such information to everyone that's tuning in, and I want to thank you for allowing me to uh, be on the show, and I want you to have a fantastic evening. Awesome. Thank you so much for calling in, Reginald. Thank you. Bianca, can I also add just a little bit more to that, Um, something that just came to my heart? as, um, and I'm always one to going back to the Bible, which is our, our foundation. It's our book of wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's our guide for life. Even the scripture in 30, uh, Proverbs 31:11 says, the heart of her husband does safely trust in her. If she's virtuous, mm-hmm. if she's the good thing for you, your heart's going to be able to trust in her. You'll have that trust right. in the relationship. So without that, Absolutely. I mean, what foundation do you have? I mean, people get married for a lot of, of reasons. They, it could be a business relationship. It could be convenience. You're just lonely. You know, you're just good friends. You just want a partner. You know, a lot of, but if you want a quality, mm-hmm. godly relationship, and I think that's key to it because if you get into a relationship and you don't have that, there's a big part of the relationship that's, that's not there, you know, and you're going to seek mm-hmm. it somewhere else. You know, if you don't, absolutely. if you can't get it inside your relationship, so. Absolutely, absolutely agree. And uh, I, I did want to um, ask you, ladies, um, speaking um, of the awesome topics, one of the, the great things I loved about the book um, you guys did um, in Chapter 6, I believe, was uh, the origin of real, true love. Um, I think our definition when it comes to love uh, is all over the place. And people have a funny way of showing love nowadays, and people interpret that as as love. And so um, with this, uh, and Angela, tell us a little bit about the origin of finding and discovering what real love is. Because I think some of us, you know, we might have been in relationships before where what we thought was love, but in actuality it definitely was not. So how do we discover that that real, that true, that authentic uh, love. Oh gosh, it comes from so many directions. But first of all, really <laughs> understanding, stepping back from the warm, fuzzy feelings, right, and yeah. understanding what true love really means and how mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. defined, you know, right. and and how true love 
really acts. So say, for example, I think I used the illustration in the book that, oh, I love him and I'm going to do what it takes to keep him. If it means i got to fight mm. another sister, which doesn't make sense because this is not the sister, it's the brother that's looking at the sister, but oh, that's another time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but we think that's love, you know. But what yes. is is that really love? And where is that coming from? And does that, mm-hmm. you know, we have to really examine ourselves and examine our hearts. And if you really back it all the way up, you know, do we love ourselves? You yes. know, where, how yes. do we know how to love? Where where do right. we get the conceptions of what love is? Who in our family? Uh, did you have a father that loved you? Mm-hmm. If not, most mm-hmm. of us may not have had for one reason or another. Um, then we don't even know what to how to love. You know, so we have to take it all the way back to the beginning and really understand what love means. And when we find out what it means, then in good times and in bad times, when I said also when the bed is hot and when it's not, can you still love, you know? It's more than just that warm, fuzzy passion. That's a great part of it, and you need that part of it. But it goes so much further than that, and it goes so much beyond that that you really have to understand what love is and understand your perception of love, where it came from, and try to get that right first, and then you can adequately love your, your, your spouse. Absolutely. And and in this, you guys talk about, um, you know, also discovering the difference between lust um, and infatuation. You know, sometimes we become infatuated with people because of certain characteristics they have. You know, uh, they, they sound a certain way. They, they dress a certain way. So we become infatuated. And so do you think, um, and, I, and I'll shoot this question to um, Tanja, do you think that a lot of times we are blindsided by that? infatuation mode uh, when we come across and we interact with people or a lot of times we blind it, you know, by what we see uh, because we are, we're in lust mode and we're in infatuation mode. That could be a major possibility. Um, yeah. But I'll take it one step further. Sometimes we yeah. could just be in, in love with the idea of love, you mm-hmm. know, Definitely. the fact of the matter is, <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I I can say from personal experience, I I'm definitely guilty of that. I I mm-hmm. can have all these lovey fuzzy feelings for this individual, right? And you know, right. I can go above and beyond and show this man love and go through all that, and now realize that I really don't love him, but I mm-hmm. love the mm-hmm. idea of loving him. So yeah, so that's also a possibility as well. So. It's not just the lust, it's not just the infatuation, but it's, it's, it's the comfortability of ha- having that companionship when you really are in search of it. And then the moment Absolutely. you have it, then you just want to just like the idea of the companionship and just want to do whatever it takes to keep him and not really look at the situation and say, first of all, not just do I love him, do I even like him? Okay, mm. let's let's take it there for a moment. That's real. That's real. Because the fact of the matter is, I can love you to the bill in the face, but that don't necessarily mean I like you. Because I am commanded mm. in the Bible to love you, but right, the question right. is, do I like you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's um, another thing to take into consideration too, because you know when you look at this person every day, when you spend time with them, it, do, do those little idiosyncrasies get on your last nerve? You know, but at the same time, do, that you don't want to be alone, that you're willing to tolerate it. You know, mm. you, as my old pastor used to say, 
go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. So, yeah. so it's 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 a lot of those possibilities too. So, when you are in love with someone, you if you are conscious enough. Take a step back and really look at the individual as well as yourself and how you feel about this person, you know. Because every time when I come across somebody new, you know, the first thing that comes into my mind, um, and, yes, I just want to put this disclaimer out there, I am saved, (laughs) but I do have these thoughts in my head, you know, pray for me. Um, If God forbid anything were to happen. Do I want to have a child with you? I got it. Mm. I always look at it from that perspective when yeah. I look at the guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if I do have these um, notions and, and get to know him and really do like him or whatever, can I honestly spend the rest of my life with you? So I always look at it from that point of view every time I meet somebody new. And then even though it's the third thing, though it should be the first thing, you know, still working on it, but I always have to go to God and say, is this the one? And if he's not, could you please remove him and make room for the person that is? I greatly appreciate it, Lord. Thank you. So, you know, I always look at it from, you know, those types of perspectives. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, one of the things I, I definitely want to talk about, um, and we're going to take a this is a short little break, but when we come back, I want to talk about uh, a real excellent chapter. All the chapters are excellent, but one of the things definitely, um, and Tanja definitely has touched on this actually throughout the broadcast, is that sex and the single sister. Uh, th- you know, this topic is one that uh, can get many in, in a lot of trouble <laughs> because a lot of times doing that process, you know, we, we go through some things, and, and Tanja was very transparent in talking about, you know, we have those feelings. And, and I love the fact, uh, Tanja, that you talked about, you know, I am saved, I am a Christian, but I have these feelings. I think sometimes people get the misconception because you saved and you're a Christian that you don't experience you know, these other type of feelings. And and you and you just you know, you know, and you're exempt from those type of things when in fact, you know, it may it may pull on even a little stronger <laughs> just because mm-hmm. you know, you are saved and you are a Christian because it's that extra test, you know, from God. So uh what I wanna do is I wanna go to a quick break, but listen you guys, if you're out there and you got a question or a comment that you wanna share with the ladies tonight, feel free to do so. Call in the numbers three four seven Three two six nine one three nine, and go ahead and press the number one, and we'll be happy uh, to have you uh, join us um, on the line tonight, you guys. So we're going to take a little break, you guys, and we'll be right here uh, and back with more um, of authors Tanya E. Willis and Angela D. Valentine right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Doors for me, all in my face. 
And welcome back, everyone. That was Favor by Marika Chislam, you guys. Uh, make sure you go and check her out on uh, Twitter at Marika Sings. Uh, she uh, just dropped her latest album, you guys, so make sure you are in store for that. Go and check her out and support her, you guys. And as always, I encourage you guys to make sure you share in the show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those great things. And if you're out there, like I said, if you got a question or a comment or you just want to call in and show these ladies some love and support, you can do that. The number is 347-326-9139. And all you have to do is press the number one uh, to come on the line. And uh, before I get into my question um, for these ladies, Angela, we do have a question from Destiny out of California. She wants to know how, as a single woman, do you prepare yourself for marriage, or is there a such thing as preparing yourself for marriage? Oh, good question. I, I believe there <laughs> is a way to prepare for marriage. First mm-hmm. of all, <laughs> finding out everything you can possibly find out about marriage. You know, talk right. to some of the women that you have um, you've seen that have had good relationships that have had bad relationships and get their perspective and ask them what they would do differently. Again, I think this this book is something that will start a conversation, and if we can start the dialogue, we can begin to get a greater understanding of, um, you know, what to expect and how to prepare ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. And I also think of um, think of yourself, and this is the way I like to think it should be approached, it says right. when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. So if a man is searching, and if there are any men on the line, we'd love for you to jump in and say amen or give your perspective because women need okay. to know. But you're yeah. looking for a woman with wifely qualities. You want to know, yeah, if she can cook, if she can clean, she can do all those things that come with the package, but are you someone, as the gentleman said earlier, uh, can I trust you? You know, mm-hmm. or, or what type mm-hmm. of lifestyle or what's your history of relationships? Are you on right. to the next greatest thing? You know, so just put right. yourself in the perspective of if a man is looking for me, what would he be looking for? You know, he wants mm. a woman that's on her game. You know, she's got it together, yeah. not somebody that's chasing him and he's got to right. run from because she's calling him and blowing up his <laughs> phone all the time. But she's doing her thing. I think that's attractive. When you're in yeah. your zone and you know who you are and you're pursuing your purpose and your heart for God or you know, in your career, whatever else that, that's on your heart to do, when you're doing that thing, I think that's attractive to a man. And he looks at that and says, oh, she'd make a good wife. She can compliment me mm-hmm. in these mm-hmm. things and these endeavors that I'm doing. She'd be a benefit to these things. So just a, right. a different way of kind of looking at things, I think, you know, in hindsight, but just be that woman that a man would pursue and not the other way right. around. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Tanja, um, Kara uh, from Illinois, um, she wanted to know, how do you handle, uh, she said, the holidays are coming up, and every holiday I'm always asked by my family, when am I going to get married? When am I going to start a family? I've been single for years now, and I'm perfectly fine with that, but my family, however, doesn't seem to be. The holidays are coming around, and I'm not looking forward to this topic of conversation (laughs) coming up again. How do I deal with this? 
Well, I I would say the way I deal with it with my family, I'm like, look, unless you have some perspectives lined up, y'all need to go sit down somewhere. <laughs> because when it's all said and done, this is my life, my purpose, my plan. I'm right. I'm fine. So if right. you have a problem with it, then I feel sorry for you. But don't make mm. your issue my issue because it's really not an issue. <laughs> So, you know, if you have that boldness to tell your family members that, then I say run with it. Run with it. <laughs> you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And you will find that I, I know uh, uh, several people, and I know some girlfriends that I went to, to college with and so forth, uh, and you would be surprised how many people, were actually pressured, quote unquote, into getting married um, from family. You know, from that, when are you going to get married? When are you going to start a family? So as soon as the first person came around that they thought, uh, you know, might be okay, they ended up marrying that person. And and those relationships, in fact, some of them didn't even end up working out. You know, so a lot Mm -hmm. of times, you know, we have to keep our own values at hand, and we have to realize, okay, you know what, this is what I've decided to do. I've decided to wait, you know, until I meet that right person to get married and have a relationship, mm-hmm. so that's what I'm going to do and not allow, you know, family, friends, outside folks to have that influence on pushing you in a relationship you don't belong in. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And the fact of the matter is when there's pressure, and especially when it's pressure mm-hmm. from all sides, then you have one or two options, fight or flight. That's that mechanism that we have installed within us. So mm-hmm. you can either fight the system or give in to it. So the fact of the matter is if you're strong enough, then, then fight the temptation and just stick to what you feel and what you know. If you are not mm-hmm. ready or if that's not your time, then it's not your time, and they're just going to have to accept that. But if you buckle Absolutely. down and then you end up in a, in a marriage of convenience, you might as well say, then you're not going to be happy. And then what was the purpose of all that waiting if you end up rushing into the very first man that looks at you and then find out after you say I do that you see a completely different person on the, that cornered mm. you from the beginning. Right, And right. then you're going to be like, uh, what just happened? And <laughs> then you end up in a, a miserable mm. marriage or, or a marriage that that, that – has some trials and tribulations because you didn't Absolutely. have the patience or the tolerance to wait. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, of course, um, I did want to ask you, ladies, uh, about uh, another chapter of your book entitled Sex and the Single Sister. Uh, so, uh, Angela, give us your thoughts on this one, Sex and the Single Sister. Well, I said in the book that we all know, you know, what the Bible says and what, you know, mm-hmm. if you, you're going to live a um, a life that is pleasing to God and all these right do's and don'ts. You know, we've hammered right. that. Everyone knows what that is and how you should live. <laughs> but, you know, it, right. it is true that, as you ladies mentioned, you know, sometimes we get the feeling, <laughs> yes. you know, you, you, you have needs, right? Thank God right. you're created to have those needs and those drives <laughs> and things like that. There's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, let's start there. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what right. You're created to have those those needs and things. But I think the most important thing that I look back and I tell younger women um, 
especially those that are so near and dear to my heart. I I try to just really keep them on the right side of the fence, but, you know, sometimes one or two will get away. But the thing is, no one has ever came back and said to me, oh, I'm so glad I had sex before marriage. Oh, my goodness. Mm. It was just, it's always been, oh, I wish I hadn't. Oh, now I've got this to deal with. Oh, I got, and now, you know, he could be a stalker. I mean, it, it just so Many crazy things could happen, and you can never erase a sexual encounter. And that thing stays with you, you know, throughout your lifetime. You know, how many partners has this other person had? Do you really know that person? I mean, so many things can unfold once that door is open that, you know, it's just not worth it. You know, and you try your best to to tell people and and keep them on the right side of the fence. But if they're convinced to do things their way, they're going to do it anyway. You know, and then you're you're there to try to comfort and say, oh, you know, I tried to tell you I love you, but, you know, but that's the thing. No one has ever said, I wish, I'm glad I had, you know, that experience, you know. So, that's just my take on it because we don't want to hash, you know, don't do it, don't do it. Don't. We already know that. Everyone tells us that we know what's right and what's wrong. But the thing is, think about your future and what could happen if you do. And do you want to live with that, you know? It, it's right. just something. It's right. a decision you don't have to make, you know. You make it out of passion or spur of the moment or because you can because you're grown now or whatever reason, you know. There's never been, you know, that I know. You know, anyone that said, I'm glad I did that, and, you know, this was just the best thing, you know. So there's always been regret, and, and you shouldn't have to live with that. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I had. And, <laughs> absolutely. And, Tadja, what was uh, your uh, perspective on this one? Well, being the the single person and, and still going through that process, it's uh, it's challenging when you, especially yeah. when you have these desires, but it also, when you, again, we already know, as Angela mentioned, the do's and don'ts, what to do, what not to do, the right from wrong, the whole nine, but we do have these desires, but there's a way to keep it in check. You know, it's right. you know, definitely constant prayer. But I'll take this conversation one step further. My personal issue, and I never mentioned it in the book, but I think when we do um, a second edition, I'm going to bring it up in the, um, to expand that chapter, is masturbation. Right. So masturbation mm. is a whole different topic on itself because even right. though we're right. refraining from sex with another person, right. what do you do right. when you're pleasuring yourself? That's still mm. a selfish act. That still wow. puts you in the category of yes. not wanting, you know, because that need has been fulfilled because you did it yourself, mm-hmm. but you still deal with the guilt and the remorse afterwards because you're still Absolutely. doing an act that's not pleasing to God. So you mm. have to weigh that sip, um version all by itself and and especially if you have been called you know you're not not to get too deep and wonderful but if you are called and and you have the gifts of 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 praying and prophesying or whatever and and you try to lay hands on somebody you can't lay hands on anyone when you have done a selfish act by pleasing yourself, mm. it's a transference. So that's right. why it's it's 
you know, it's it's a whole different thing. But I have to add masturbation as part of the sex topic too, yeah, because absolutely. you know, a lot of people you know, want to disregard that and say, oh, well, you know, I'm not having sex with anybody. But, yeah, you are having sex with yourself. So, mm. you know, that's something to think about, too, when, when you're going through this purging process. Because it is a purging. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the root of it wow. is really the same. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. 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 I'm telling you guys, you got you're gonna get the most transparent interview tonight, uh, as you guys can see with these ladies. I am definitely uh loving it and as well as we got a lot of callers on the line listening in from all over. We appreciate you guys as well. And uh we have another caller from area code two one zero last digit zero three three nine. State your name and where you're calling from. This is Cheryl and I'm calling from Houston. Welcome to the beautiful Welcome butterfly the beautiful show. Butterfly you got a question or comment for these ladies? I just have a comment for my best, 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 best friend ever. <laughs> 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 I just want to thank God for Tanya and I have known each other for six years. We met in 2010 mm-hmm. online, and I have mm-hmm. watched her grow from where she was yeah. then to where she is now, and she is right. at her dare. And yeah. I know the the crying and the talking and everything that we've gone through. And for mm-hmm. her to come out with this book, I was so excited and so happy for her because people need to know. Now, when Absolutely. I got the book, and at first I was reading it, I was like, I'm just going to read it. But the first chapter hit me. I don't know what it is. I don't mm. think I need to rush through this. And I had to ask myself <laughs> questions pertaining to the yeah. book, being single, being married, and being single again. So I can go right. on both sides of the fence. And yeah. had I had that book, then I would have never gotten married. But I can't persuade that just for the book because I should have listened right. to the prophet. And my eyes, mm-hmm. my eyes was not completely open to what was going on around me before I had gotten there. So, therefore, mm-hmm. I had to suffer in the process. But in my suffering, it drew me it drew me closer to God to have a relationship with him and say, hey, look, I need you to deal with this because I didn't want my marriage right. to fail. Right. And I need you to right. help me with this because right. at first I was always saying, God, get him, get him, get him. But then I mm-hmm. had to understand mm-hmm. God was, like, helping me in order to adapt to him. So when he began right. to reveal my husband's true heart, I was like, okay, I need to get out of it. And so mm. one of the questions in the book I asked myself, um, it was, how can I um, speak to other ladies when I'm divorced? His heart was mm. Mm. That's yeah. why yeah. the marriage could not succeed, because he went right. in with the intentions of breaking me down. But Right. In that suffering, the six years, I learned to get close to God. I learned to hear the voice of God. I learned to be like Paul say, be content in all. And that's something that the singles need to understand, that when Paul said be content in all things, he meant when you have and when you don't have. That's what he meant by that. And so I had to learn that when I was single to be content, and then I had to learn to be content when I was married. Now I got to go back and learn to be content and being single, even though I've been here before, but I'm in a different realm because why? My relationship with God. So this book 
even though I have one more chapter to read, like I said, I was taking my time, and I would call right. Tanya and Tanya, and hey, let's have a conversation, okay? And we will talk about <laughs> it. And so I strongly recommend this book for for, for what you call, um, I'm sorry, the puppy smashed my phone. Um, I recommend mm-hmm. this book for workshops. I recommend this book for conversations. Right. I recommend it wholeheartedly, and I and I totally agree with Angela in her part of the book because I had to learn that on my own. This wasn't taught to yeah. me. So everything that right. God had been showing me, the book turned around and confirmed it, okay? So I am so happy for the both of them. I'm so happy for my teachers, and I pray that this book touches everybody's heart so that they can understand that it's not hard being single. You know, you're more available, like the book says, you're more available being single to God versus when you're married, you got to be cook, clean, kids, hut, wife, you got to be all of that, and then you got to schedule your time in with God. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when you're single, mm-hmm. you have all of that time, and you can just however long you want to do it. And that's it. So, you know, right. this time I'm spending my time, Miss me and God, and I'm not and pay attention to the size. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Love you, Absolutely. girl. I love you, too. I, and I told you, I said, T, when, she, when the book came out, I said, T, you need to get in, touch, get in contact with Beautiful Butterfly so you can advertise your book. She was like, really? I said, call her, girl, call her. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad she did. I, I, I'm loving uh, what this book brings and, and the message that it carries to many of you. know, whether you're married, single, dating, or going through the process of in between, I think it's just relatable to everybody. You know, so I'm glad that I was able to make that connection. And I'm glad that you called in and, and shared your insight as well. My pleasure. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And uh, what I want to do is I want to take a break. But, um, Angela, I do want you to share because Cheryl mentioned something very important about, uh, and, I, and that's why I said earlier, this book, it, it caters to everyone. And so you also mentioned how you were married before and then you went through the single process and remarried again, uh, and got married again. And so I want to talk about that journey for you because we have a lot of women um, and men who have went through that process. And some people are still going through that process and trying to discover, you know, how they get back to them. Uh, in that process. So I want to talk about that. Uh, When we come back, you guys, we're going to take a little break, you guys, but we're going to come back with more uh, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Yeah. 
And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And this evening, you guys, we've been joined by two dynamic ladies, you guys, the authors of of A Single Perspective, A Woman's Journey to Wholeness, uh, Tanya E. Withers and Angela D. Valentine, you guys. And, of course, before the break, Angela, um, I I was asking you, uh, for those who have, been um, married, uh, then went through the singleness, then uh, remarried again. Let's talk about that journey. Um, and, and you also talk about that as well um, and, and the importance of that because oftentimes people feel that if they've experienced one marriage and it didn't work out in the way that they want, they feel, well, maybe I'm just not supposed to be married. Maybe I'm not marriage material. You know, you go through all these different uh, parameters of, of what you think is supposed to go on. And so share a little bit about, for you, um, that journey um, of that experience. Okay. And, and I guess the, the, when I think about this subject, I, I think about yeah. the core of why we wrote this book, because it says every woman's journey mm-hmm. to wholeness, Absolutely. whether you're single, Absolutely. whether you're married, whether you're divorced or widowed or remarried, whatever category you're in, I I know now, hindsight, <laughs> you know, that there's a journey and there's a process to being made whole. So right, if, if right. God forbid, you ever have to get a divorce, it, it, I don't wish divorce on anyone. It is just, if I had known all the stages and phases of divorce and how you come out of that and you have to recover from that and then pick yourself up and what you learn from it, you know, you have to take the time to heal. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the challenges for me was not to take, oh, I'm not going to ever let this happen to me again. The next person is never going to be able to do that to me. Oh, you you might get me once. You're not going to get me twice on that issue, you know, because I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be this. <laughs> and here I am bringing guards here I am bringing this frustration and punishing, you know, the new person because of what happened in my prior relationship. That's so unfair, mm-hmm. you know. So there was, a, mm-hmm. there was a backing up where I had to just take a time out and just heal and just figure out, you know, what what should have been done, could have been done. It's always should have, would have, could have when you're looking back on it, right? But if you can take right. that information and if you can move forward and if you can learn how can i love better i feel like one of the one of the greatest things that uh, i just didn't know just being young and naive was the importance of having the grace to grow together in a relationship mm. right. because the, the the little green naive little girl you may have been when you got married she grows she develops she matures over time. She has different thoughts, uh, you know, where as the man may have been in control over one thing, all of, of everything before, then she starts to ask questions, well, why are we spending money on that? Huh, I why are we making this decision? Why are we making that decision? You know, and, and it right. may cause a little bit of uh, uncomfortableness in the relationship, mm-hmm. but you have to give each other, mm-hmm. you know, even your spouse, you have to give them, uh, they may not be the same man you married years ago, but now they're interested right. in this or they have different, or they used to like to go out and now they don't like to go out anymore. I mean, just so many shifts and changes. It doesn't mean, oh, you're not the person I married, blah, blah, blah. No, people change. That's Life right. changes. Life grows That's and right. evolves. And if we don't change and grow with our mate, we're setting ourselves up. And you have to give your mate that flexibility to be 
who they are at that moment. Because if you don't, Absolutely. you're push, putting them in a box that they can't stay in. And I felt like mm-hmm. for me, I was in a box for a while and I was suffocating and my spirit was just breaking because I'm expected to be this person that I'm not anymore. But can you see me here? Right. Can you still be the person I need at here, here in this space? You know, and mm-hmm. that's so important. Mm-hmm. And then you can walk away from that and say, dang, should I have just been the person? Should I have stayed that way? I mean, you've got all these questions and you're trying to sort it all out, but you have to say, no, you have to realize, no, this is who I am. This is the type of person that I need. And, and being honest and being transparent in that going forward so that you know the person knows you and you know the person that, you know, you're getting to know the next time and not doing it without bringing all the baggage, you know. So that for me was a journey to wholeness. I had to be whole in myself. I had to take time to heal. And then Mm -hmm, I had to understand, mm -hmm. okay, fast forward 16, 15, you know, years later, who am I now, you know, and what does love mean to me now and how can I love better this time? But all of that was a process for me. And in that, I just began to put back the pieces of my soul so I could be a good mate for someone else, you know. But that was a process, and that was a journey for me. And even like Cheryl said, you know, married again, and now you're single again. Okay, what does that mean? You've got to recover from that and kind of figure out, now, why am I single? Mm -hmm. What can I get out of Mm -hmm. this single experience at at this time? So we always kind of go back and forth. But if you can grow through the process, I think that's so important, and that's the journey to wholeness. Absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, um, uh, with this, you guys, um, I know that you guys are going to be having um, a conversation um, again for the folks um, this week. Um, Tanya, you were telling me um, you guys are going to uh, be doing a show this Saturday, correct? Um, correct. At, at 10 a.m. So tell the folks um, about the show and where they can find it and the, the number and all of that great stuff. Well, basically the show is um, it's called The Sin Factor, and the topic of discussion is how can I love you if, if I don't love me? Mm-hmm. And so we're going to uh, talk about uh, some of the excerpts in our book and um, as well as uh, a roundtable discussion on that very subject. How do you define loving yourself? What do you think that that takes in order to do it? So because it's not an easy process, but it's definitely a topic for discussion. So Absolutely. So basically, um, but yes, it is this coming Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, the call-in number for that is 646-668-2743. And, um, and the best part about this is, if any all, all those who will listen to the call towards the end of the call, you will get to hear a special surprise. But to have to nice. listen to the show in order to find out what the surprise is. All right, all right, awesome, awesome, awesome. And of course, I did want to ask you, you ladies, at the end of the day, uh, when when people go out and they purchase a single perspective, every woman's journey. Uh, to wholeness, what do you want them to walk away with? What do you want them to um, take away from reading this book? And I'll start with you, um, Angela. Wow, just the the courage to have a conversation. 
the courage to ask some hard questions. You know, we're not always in an environment, especially, you know, sometimes in our women's Bible studies or different things like that. We can't always mm-hmm. have uh, ca- uh, as candid of a conversation as we just scratch the surface here, you know. But just having, if there's something on your mind and something on your heart, just have a conversation with another woman, you know, and just begin that dialogue. Because I know growing up, I didn't, there's certain things you didn't talk about, right? There's certain things you didn't ask, you know. So I think if we could just start with having the conversation. This is a conversation starter. It's not the to every situation. It's just something to get you thinking to say, ah, oh, I can relate to that. Let me ask you about that. Are you there, Angela? I'm here. Did you hear me? Okay. I can hear you. Hello? Yes. Okay. Did you hear anything that I just said? I'm sorry. Did you hear what uh, I just it's said? It's a lot of a lot of feedback. Hmm. I can hear you now. Okay. Uh, well, basically what I said in a nutshell was that this book is not an answer for every particular relationship question or situation, but if women can walk away and just have the courage to have a conversation, then I think that our, our we can start talking to one another and learning from one another, because there are a lot of times when we can't ask and have candid conversations like we've had just on this this radio show, to ask the questions, what? you know, growing up, there was a lot of things oh, I couldn't talk about, and I was ashamed to ask about, you know. Um, but if we could just start the dialogue and have conversations with those women in our circles, I think that would be a great uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Tanya, for you, um, at the end of the day, what do you want uh, people to be able to walk away? Uh, what kind of insight uh, do you hope that they gain uh, from reading this book? Well, basically, um, I want them to see themselves as they read this book. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not just skim through it from cover to cover, but really read it from chapter to chapter and just analyze and say, where do I fit in in this particular chapter? Um, mm-hmm. What changes do I need to make, um, especially if there's points in it that agrees with you? So if anything to take away from it is is to make you think to make you analyze the situation and, and how you look at it from your perspective. And if the book happens to be an eye-opener for you, then Angela and I have done our job. So mm-hmm. so basically the takeaway from it is is that not only will it able to make you think, but ultimately help to make you grow. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, um, tell the folks out here listening where they can go to um, uh, purchase uh, this book. You definitely can buy it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Um, We actually created a URL to make it easy for everyone to purchase it through Amazon. It's tinyurl.com forward slash ASP book. Simple to the point. It takes you directly to our book. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And uh, for the folks out here uh, that are listening, um, Angela, tell them how they can go about uh, connecting with you as far as social media and all of those great things. Okay. Um, Can you hear me okay? I think my phone is. Is it okay now? Can you hear me? It's distorted. Yeah, still distorted a bit. Okay. 
Is this better? I'm sorry. I apologize for the technical. Can you hear me now? Hello? I can hear you in between. In between it, it's still a lot of, yeah, it's still a lot of distortion. Okay. I have no clue what's going on with my phone. I apologize. Um, but it's you okay. can reach. We have all of um, the links to our website, um, the Virtuous Businesswoman's Network, and um, you can go to Savvy Card, S-A-V, as in Victor, V-Y-C-A-R-A, Okay, yeah, I think she, let's see. Oh, wow. I think her call dropped, actually, because I can't hear her anymore. Uh, Angela, you there? Okay, hopefully she'll be able to um, call back in here um, in a few minutes. And so, uh, Tanya, tell the folks out there um, how they can connect with you as well um, and all those great things. Um, well, basically, we do have a, um, a website on the SIM factor. It's basically, it's the www.thesimfactor.wixsite.com forward slash the SIM factor, S-I-M factor. Um, you can find me on social media at um, Twitter at Tanja Girl, that's G-U-R-L. T-O-N-J-A-G-U-R-L. And um, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at uh, Tanja E. Withers. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And uh, before we do um, get out of here, uh, what uh, final words and thoughts do you want to share uh, with the listeners tonight? Um. Okay, so before I do that, let me just uh, get Angela's uh, thing. She wanted me to give the Savvy Card link because her phone died, unfortunately. Okay. It's okay. Um, Savvy Card, that's C- it's S-A-V-V-Y card dot com forward slash V as in Victor, B-N. And um, I would like to leave with this. Whether you're married, single, widowed, or divorced, the common denominator is love. We all need it. We all desire for it. We yearn for it. Um, sometimes we don't know how to give it. Sometimes we think we're giving it, but not necessarily so. We all have our right. different ways about it. Um, the love for oneself, the love for God, the love for family, friends, neighbors, but it all goes back to self. And and people a lot of times say, well, why can't you put God first and then yourself? I said, no, put yourself first because if you don't learn how to love self, then how can you recognize the love of God? Okay. So I always say, always learn to love oneself first. Then you'll be able to recognize and receive as well as give love to God love to others. And when it all boils down to, it's all about love. Definitely. Definitely. Definitely agree. And uh, I think we have Angela. Angela, you're there? I'm here. Can you hear me? 
Oh, yeah, excellent, excellent. Definitely, we can hear you. <laughs> I apologize. My other phone died. I had to switch phones. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all right. It's quite all right. And, uh, of course, I was asking uh, Tanya her final, final um, thoughts uh, for the listeners out here. So uh, what would be your final um, thoughts uh, for those out here listening tonight? Oh, final thoughts. Wow. Love is a complicated subject. <laughs> Learning to love yourself uh, and yes. before you can learn to love someone else and understanding the love of God. I mean, the core of mm. it all. You know, we love him because he first loved us. And just going from there, it, it, sometimes we have to heal before we can really move forward and truly know how to love someone else. So that would be, you just, just, just stay on the search path of that love and that true authentic love. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I have definitely enjoyed having you ladies over here on the show. And uh, this is definitely one of those conversations that could go on all night long, all night long, uh, talking about all the great topics you ladies have in this book. And so I encourage you guys who are out there listening, go and purchase this book. I'm going to be putting the link uh, on the Beautiful Butterfly Show page so you guys can um, purchase it and all of those great things. And so, ladies, I definitely want to thank you. I thank you for bringing us this this new um, and fresh, but most of all, authentic uh, perspective uh, when it comes to these topics. I think this is what we need. We need transparency. We need people to say, you know what, hey, I've been through these things, you know, and, and this is what it looks like. Because a lot of times if, if we cover up what we've been through, a lot of people thinking like, hey, you know, they, they, they don't, you know, nobody else is having these issues that I'm having. But a lot of times uh, we, we are able to show people that, you know, hey, I've been through those same experiences that you have. So um, I, I thank you, ladies, for being open and, and transparent uh, throughout this show tonight and throughout the book. And I definitely hope you ladies will come back and, and visit and talk with me again soon. Oh, absolutely. We'd love absolutely. to. Thank you so much, Bianca. This Thank was great. You. We appreciate the platform. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely have to give a shout guys. out to Cheryl for hooking us up. Yes. So thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. And to, to all the callers on the line, uh, we definitely um, appreciate you guys as well. And so, ladies, I will be talking with you guys soon, and I hope you have a, a great rest of your evening. Thank, thank you. you. To you, you as too. well. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, you guys. That was the authors of A Single Perspective, Every Woman's uh, Journey to Wholeness, Tanya E. Withers and Angela D. Valentine. Make sure you guys head over to Barnes & Noble and Amazon. Purchase those books. Um, hey, it's the holiday season and the spirit of giving, so definitely go out here and uh, purchase a copy for somebody else, send it to them as a gift, um, and I'm glad that we had such an open uh, dialogue tonight with these awesome ladies, so you guys make sure you go out and purchase uh, the book as well, and so with that said, folks, uh, we're going to get ready to get out of here, but I encourage you guys to make sure you join us on Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to have Leah Henderson. Uh, she is the author 
of the book entitled The Sketchers. So she's going to come on. She's going to be talking about her book um, and her life, uh, all those great things. So join us this Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show right here on uh, YRN 1328. So once again, uh, thank you, of course, to Cheryl uh, for putting things together for this and Tanya and Angela and to all of the callers uh, who called in and chimed in and to those of you uh, many of you who listen tonight, I definitely appreciate your time and your support. So I am Bianca Flop, and I'll see you guys next time right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show.